Ah, yup. Can't get the hair from here. <laughs> if you see the red barn, you've gone too far. So we're in Maine. We're in rural Maine. Is that what's happening? You want to head back until you see the blue barn. Pet cemetery. Yep. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Sam actually sometimes breaks that out just like randomly in the middle of life sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes dead is better. Very nice. Uh, today I have one hour to report, record this podcast. So that's how you know we're going to keep it tight. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep things <laughs> on track. We're going to keep things very tight and we're not going... To go off topic. Oh, nope, I've lost it. I lost the accent. Oh, okay, hi, okay. hi. My it's name is Sam Haddix. This is Kaylee Grant. Welcome to Adventures in Dog Photography, the podcast where we give you nothing but technical information about photography in a very quick and succinct manner. You started to go British with the uh, main, the yeah, rural Yeah, I always just slip into a quick cockney chimney sweep Yeah, accent. why do you merge to there? I, I, well, that's, I think that's my default setting. <laughs> Cockney, it comes so natural to you. Oh! <laughs> All right, here comes my sparkle drink for today. It is a lime and watermelon, and this is killer. This one is amazing. I don't think I've ever found a better sparkle water. I'm so excited about it. Uh oh, what is this? Is this a sponsor for our show? Imagine if it was, because this is Aha, and I think Aha is owned by Coke. Yeah, I, saw- I think so. If it was Coke was our sponsor, I'd be, you know. I'm cool with that. I'm down with it. I saw an infographic that like like ninety percent of like all the world's like food brands are owned by like eight companies. Or I saw something. that today. I saw the same exact thing today. Where'd you see that on Reddit? Uh, I think I saw it on our good friend Mark Heaps. Yes, maybe yes, it was post. that. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of wild and fascinating. Um, you know, we open the podcast by being like, we're not going off topic at all because we keep it so tight. And what what do they call? What's the term for when you uh? A tight five, t- like an improv, like an like you're gonna do like a tight five stand up or is that what that is? yeah yeah it's yeah. Like a tight five like it's gonna be five minutes yeah well I mean we're we're gonna go more than five minutes woo today but we have had a track record of being able to not keep it under two hours <laughs> that's a little bit of an exaggeration but it's kind of not so today one t minus one hour until Greer has to get in the car and leave so mm-hmm. that'll keep us that'll keep us on track yeah tell everyone where you're going tonight that's so important you gotta cut this podcast short the gym yeah <laughs> but i have to get there before it closes you know when it closes <laughs> yeah I, you can't get to the gym at close and expect a good workout that's the problem you know what i mean and i'm trying to stay consistent so i've got to leave here at eight, what time do i have to leave here 8 30 8 30 because then that gets me the gym at nine and then i'll work out until 10 and we're, then yeah we're talking p.m here people p.m oh, of course yeah. my god are you kidding <laughs> of course if anyone knows anything about kaylee Greer by this point is that what's a.m uh, exactly. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Also, That's when you go to bed. The weather was like real weather today. Oh, we're going to talk about the weather. For the first time yeah. in, I don't know, a thousand years of eternal winter. Mm-hmm. Today had sun and like, I don't know, close to 70 degree temperature in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Which is so wild and so like amazing. It's like a rebirth into the world. Like you step outside and you're like, I can breathe the air. And like, it's so magical. And it's that magical time, like right before your allergies start. So you don't, you can like breathe the air for a couple more days before it gets like out of control. Yeah. I get absolutely decimated by allergies every single year, have ever since I was a kid. And uh, it shows no signs of stopping or getting any better. Um, but so, that's how you know you're alive. So, you know, it's all right. 
Yeah, when I want to claw my eyes out of my skull, <laughs> that's how that's how you know you're living. Yeah, honest to God, <laughs> it's true. But I actually don't know what it feels like to have like itchy eyes. I've never had that sensation before in my whole life. And you always tell me about it when yeah. you have your allergies. Just r- rub your eyes really, really hard until they hurt. And then picture that, but always. Okay. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to Florida this year for like a good chunk of the spring, like almost all of it. So there's a chance you might miss it because... The al- the allergy season up here in the Northeast in New England is like out of control, but I I think it's different in Florida. Like their pollens are different, what so a, maybe you won't. What a banal thing to talk about. Is that how you say that word? Banal. 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 <laughs> I I don't. Pretty sure it's not that. Okay, so it's banal. Yeah. All right. Well, I learned something. Yeah. What a non-exciting thing to talk about, Kaylee. What's exciting in your life right now? My my stupid tooth infection. Oh no, we don't know. <laughs> That's not exciting. It's not exciting at all, but man, has it been getting me down. Yeah. So if you if you if you come to the Shutterhound in September and Kaylee has no more teeth, I I'm mean, just gonna rip them all out by that point. <laughs> just don't oh be surprised. God. Well, no. I mean, supposedly I saw the dentist. Yeah, I've been. I friggin' swear I've been at the dentist like way too many times. Like this this year, I've gone to the dentist enough times for my whole lifetime, and I'm over it. And I'm so excited to never ever go again. <laughs> no, actually, you probably should go to the dentist like once a year. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, long story short, it looks like this infection at the base of my tooth. I've had two root canals and a like apicoectomy which we you guys know if you listen to this podcast because there was one episode like ages ago where i couldn't like my mouth was full of stitches and i couldn't freaking laugh because um it hurt a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've just had this ongoing awful thing and i almost was gonna have to have another surgery on it tomorrow but then i went to a, like another dentist for like a second opinion and it seems like it's healing very slowly because they're looking at my x-rays over the course of the last year and then compared to the x-ray they took yesterday and it's like significantly smaller. So they really think it might be like handling itself at this point, which is amazing if that's true. I'm just, I've been having a hard time believing it. So I've been like for full disclosure and a bit of a tough place like mental health wise in the last couple of days because I've been so like just I want to get this stupid infection out of my face and I'm so over it but also going through another surgery which by the way is $3,500 cash money which isn't like you know my health is more important than money it's all good but I don't have dental insurance as maybe you fellow small business owners might be able to relate to (laughs) (laughs) self-employment yes it's not the first type of insurance that you get you know so I don't have it so it would be nice to save that money and not go through another gum surgery with like my face got looked like it got hit by a truck last time and I you know we have like all this other stuff going on right now and we rather not have like a swollen face for all my upcoming shoots and all my things so it sounds like I might not have to get it done but then you know it leaves me sitting in like limbo land for like the next few months while hopefully it heals itself I just I know. Sam's stay, been stay wonderful. Stay tuned next week for more play-by-play, minute-by-minute breakdown <laughs> of Kaylee's dental procedures. Woo! Boy. Yes, so, that's... yeah, that's been getting me down a little bit. But um, other than that, I mean, it's just, like, tender. My face is just tender, and I'm really over it. And I just... Well, let's hope I don't have to lose the tooth because it's directly in the front. It's one of my canine teeth. So if I have to lose oh, that, then we're really... apropos. Then Am I right? Then, you know, we're coming up on Redneck Greer at that point, and I'll be missing a tooth in the front. Canine... Oh, oh. Badum chow. Yeah. Thank How you. are you? I think you were just going to just go right by that one. I know I almost did, actually, because I'm so just damn distracted by it. But other than that, though, it's been good. What's exciting in my life, you say? 
Um, soon we're going to Florida. I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad's birthday is coming up. Woo, dad! I'm so excited about that. So, question: Does your dad listen to this podcast? I I doubt it. I I doubt it because dad doesn't know. He's just he's figured out like Instagram and texting and all that, and I'm so proud of him. But podcasting, I don't know that he's figured out. Number one, number two, he doesn't go anywhere, so I don't see him like being in the car and like listening to a podcast. I don't know what else you listen to podcasts. I mean, you Sam listen to everything all the time you constantly have headphones in and so you seem to be able to like focus on a podcast while you're doing like stuff around the house but i cannot i have to be just like driving and doing nothing else so i don't know if dad drove long distances he might consider it but he never really does so he he stays within a two mile radius of his house as he likes to say okay so i can unveil what what i want to get for your dad for his birthday oh yeah go for it for, i don't think it's gonna for be the, spoiled <laughs> for the for the man that that has everything and needs nothing uh the useless box so i saw i saw this i saw this recently because i've been watching fargo and i got a kick out of it because they feature one in one of the episodes and i was like this is the exact type of like absolutely stupid thing that your dad would like get a kick out of and just like want to show the neighbors when they come by it's true but my dad already has so much stuff <laughs> like so much so, junk so so yes it's more junk you know, it serves no purpose. It yeah. is, in fact, called the useless box. And all it is is a box, just a plain box with a small switch on the top. And when you flip the switch, the box opens up, a tiny hand and finger comes out and pushes the switch again so that the box then closes. Oh, that's actually awesome. And I think it's, <laughs> and I think it's hysterical. And oh, I think that it's awesome. the exact type of thing that, that would be right up your dad's alley. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, then it just goes on a shelf, you know, and the whole thing. And I feel right. Like but what are we going to get him that's not just going to go on a shelf? <sighs> a screwdriver yep an axe yep do you know that i got him an axe for yeah, christmas because we, in 2015 yeah and do you want to know where was that still in the back of the car it, until maybe last year yeah the the axe was wrapped in christmas paper <laughs> in the back of our car yep. for minimum two years well and then because i gave it to him he's like oh i have this i think he like had that axe and he wanted like a different he type. wanted a splitter i think oh okay sure sure and so then i'm like all right i'll go like return it i'll get you the right thing and then like put it in the back of my car never went back to the sears and but i thought you know all those years that it was in my car well how like excellent for self-defense in case it ever came to that the christmas wrapped axe was always back there yeah you just pull out an axe <laughs> covered in elves yeah exactly and just start wielding I it mean, i think it would still cut through the christmas paper so i if, think so i mean how did he get to see it and open it if it's still in christmas paper he must have just opened like the one end and then was like i have this <laughs> no he, he looked at the shape of it and he's like that's an axe oh okay fair enough. <laughs> that's i thought he easy. wanted an axe you know so i had it forever but i remember when i bought the axe at sears it was a sears in the mall and so when i got the axe i still had like more christmas shopping to do and or yeah so i got it and then like walked out of the sears like with it over my shoulder like a lumberjack <laughs> Because you can't really like put it in a bag. It's like a giant axe. And then I thought, my God, they allow you to just walk around the mall with an axe. Like imagine you can just go to Sears and buy like weapons and then walk around the mall and I, nobody stopped me. Now, listen, we're not recommending that you do this, but no. we're just saying from experience, Kaylee did it. It's like you, you have the axe and then you're like walking around Williams Sonoma, like looking for plates yeah. <laughs> afterwards. Oh, my God. And then you could go up to like the, the, the cashier and, was, and you can say, excuse me, let me ask you a question. Oh, there you go. Well, now you brought it all the way back down. Yep. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's OK. It's, it's probably not the world's most interesting, you know, subject matter anyway. But dad thinks it's interesting because he loves axes and yeah. splitters and now, things like that. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> OK. 
photograph any dogs recently? Yeah, uh, the most recent dogs we photographed were Taxi and Nim, right? Oh, yeah, that was... Um, the Poodles. But we, but we talked about that uh, yeah, we last episode because, yeah. yes, because it was all about me. An episode that we've gotten wonderful feedback on. People just want to have... Yeah, right. Just more we Sam We haven't gotten Maddox. any feedback on it. You have just, we? I, I, I get constant, constant emails. Like, more Sam! Constant messages. In fact, I think someone's... I think someone's at the front door they're um yep they're here and they're delivering me in an award at and, our and, rural new hampshire farmhouse yeah. where there isn't anyone within a three mile radius <laughs> of here <laughs> fine <laughs> but it was fine it was a good a good excuse to post some like like really weird experimental uh nah, dog yeah photos. i love that stuff it's really really cool but i would say those are the last dogs we photographed coming up here i have some really cool projects i'm working on um I don't know how much I'm allowed to disclose. I well, never really know. So well, let's without just... saying any details, like it's some video work. Yeah, video work, which I'm super, super pumped on. It's kind of a hybrid of video and photo because I'm going to have to do photography stuff within the video. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I've got some cool shoots set up for that coming up. And it there's a chance we may photograph a kind of impromptu dog session before we go to Florida within the next week for somebody who is uh had their dog had a cancer diagnosis and i'm so so sad for them but we're gonna try to make something special happen like right away um so that might happen anyway in the next couple of days um also what's happening this weekend oh easter easter weekend do you want to paint some eggs do you want to eat a couple of eggs what's the weirdest egg you've ever eaten (laughs) uh yes uh (laughs) yes oh yes what a normal question (laughs) Uh, where's egg I've ever eaten? Uh, when uh, at my middle school, uh, shout out to public schools. Woo woo. Um, at yes, I, might, I remember at my middle school we had um like the salad bar and they, they had hard boiled eggs at the salad bar. Yeah. And have you ever have you ever had an egg that had two yolks in it? I like mean, twins yeah, yeah, or like, whatever. Yeah, like um, not hard boiled though, like but cracking it yeah. for a fried, and you're like, whoa! So double. it's like you you find one of those once every like ten years, and you're like, oh, this is crazy. So at the salad bar at at my middle school, there were multiple two yolked eggs every single day. Really? Now those, that's a problem because there's some sort of genetic. Those chickens uh, are just being blasted uh, with hormones. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. It probably came from something that had like you know six legs, two beaks. The, that's you know? the thing is, I remember when I was in middle school, I was looking at the. I could see like behind the school food bar thing where you go up to get like your crappy pizza or your bagels or whatever the heck you were gonna get for lunch. Like right behind where the lunch ladies were standing, I could see like the boxes that the food came shipped in, and I remember. I remember of clear as day reading the side of the box and it said grade D butt edible. <laughs> <laughs> but did, were there two T's on butt? <laughs> Bazing. Yeah, that was great. Thank but you. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, something. Actually, it's kind of weird. Like if you think of eggs, you like you're like, let's eat somebody else's babies. <laughs> it's well, very strange. I mean, I think technically those those eggs are, are never never going to like mature into like a baby i mean you've never cracked open an egg to find like a beak inside well i mean i'm you sure know. somebody has <laughs> i'm sure it's happened you yeah. know and I don't... that's the thing so weird is i love baby chicks like there's nothing that makes me like my heart flutter outside of my body like more than a baby chick Side, side story, and then and then we really get it. If you're trying to keep this to an okay, hour, we right, get to get to five, but, five. But last last side story before we before we break and get into our topic for today. Um, 
when we moved into our house as our first house and uh what had happened there were two houses on the street and both of them sold at the same time because they were both owned by the same family and they were going to move together into a new house so anyways we no longer have these neighbors but the day that we moved in uh you know we have joshua he's outside he's enjoying you know he's enjoying his new house and we're moving boxes and what comes sashaying down the hill but like six enormous like various like a cornucopia of chickens oh it made me so happy i was like we have chicken neighbors yep and i was like get joshua inside (laughs) get him inside right now definitely would have murdered them and sashaying is the perfect term actually yeah because they they were like like, so flamboyant yes they were very cocky just walking from from the other yard into ours and uh you know like they're they're the the type of chickens or roosters or whatever that you see at like the county fair oh my god they were so beautiful and i was so pumped on it i was like we have chicken neighbors but unfortunately when the family moved out they took their chickens not unfortunate no for so many reasons okay fair enough (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna tell the story about uh when we were at the topsfield fair looking at the baby chicks and my dad was like broke out a story no but he all right so he needs to tell that story himself when we get him on the podcast all right yeah in the meantime okay any last words before we before we break and we come back with some dog photography content well i didn't ask you well first of all quick thing junie tried her first ever piece of celery today wow she absolutely had the time of her life eating it she would like eat a bit spit it out look at it really inspect it lick mm-hmm. it eat it spit it out and then finally consume the whole thing so That's that was a big lovely day. it was a big day for her it was a big new experience yep um and then joshua had an off-leash walk today which is rare for him so he was so flipping cute he is so he's got his little senior his little senior pibble legs that mm-hmm. are like very slow moving usually and he's had two knee surgeries so he goes real slow but today when he was off the leash man oh he was so cheeky and his little butt was waggling everywhere and he just he loves to make his own decisions about which way we get to go and stuff and it's rare that he gets to be off the leash because he's not like always ideal off the leash he's pretty good at sticking with us but if there's like a squirrel or you know a duck or something he can go like chase around then he's kind of like off on his own but today was a a good day because really quiet where we were there's really no wildlife so we let him have his have his time which was Mm -hmm super special um so that was very very big bright spot in my day and then um other than that i was gonna ask you ask you yep a question which yep. is what are you excited about what am i excited what's exciting about? for you right now what's exciting for me right now oh let me tell you uh so we we wrapped up a very big work week last week of like you know a lot of 12 15 20 hour days yeah. of just non-stop craziness so i rewarded myself at the end of the week by not working for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, got to hang out with a good friend of mine and also watch, let's see, 15 hours of wrestling or something. Uh, yeah, that's, it was yeah, WrestleMania weekend. Um, and I then, vouch. I was there for some of it. Uh, and then also uh, it was, oh, my favorite video game, Resident Evil. Uh, they, they came out with a new game. And so I've been dedicating two to three hours of that every night past, uh, past 10 p.m. So I know it. just rewarding myself with a little bit of me time. I know it. I know it. And I love it. And also I love normally I absolutely love watching Sam play these certain video games um, like these especially scary ones. Horror the like horror games are my favorite type of game like right up my alley. And I love watching you play them because it's almost like watching a movie. But like in the last couple of years like maybe the last five years now I started to get like really motion sick 
Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm distracted by how cute Joshua is right now. First of all, they're always in here with us when we record, which is the cutest thing ever. They can't be away from us. Second of all, he's trying to dig through his pile of toys to make a bed <laughs> for himself. And oh, it's so cute. And now he's moved on to licking Sam's feet, which yep. is awesome. And then remember when we're staying on track? Oh yeah, but hold on. But So I love to I love to watch you play these games, but... Uh, you get motion sick. Yeah, now I get motion sick. Because you're a baby girl. And that's trash. It sucks. I get so sick and I can't describe exactly why like when the camera moves and you like walk down the creepy hallway and like take a left and you have to turn the camera to the left like forget it I feel like I'm gonna vomit and it, the feeling won't go away for like hours it'll ruin my whole night so now I can't watch you play them which is super sad so I sit in the other room and kind of do nothing because I don't really like have a lot of it's so funny outside of dog photography I realize like with dog breath I'm always like editing or doing this or that or emailing and like when I have a very rare time to be like okay Kaylee do what you like I don't really have like a lot going on because usually I like to play some video games. But if you're taking up the video game console and the TV, then I'm kind of like, I don't have interest. So like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, because I don't watch TV, really. I don't really like what I do. I don't know. So either I read a book or like take a bath or like go for like a walk. I don't really have, you know anything outside of dog photography and i guess video games so oh you're very exciting i know i know well i mean i shouldn't say that Get i a love hobby, a lot Greer. of stuff i love a lot of stuff but we live in the rural remoteness so if i want to like you know leave the house and go do something that i'm interested in it's like a whole commitment it's like really far away to do stuff like that so if i'm just like stuck here i'm like okay i guess I'll go like read a book i do love so, to read so. so if you if you had to take out one hobby what would it be take out one hobby? take up one hobby Probably um, like fancy stretches. Doing fancy stretches would be your hobby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe like sewing. Uh-huh. Like sewing things would be kind of neat, or like um, like crochet or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Am I ninety? <laughs> I don't know. It would be cool to be able to sew and like know how to. Remember when I met you right before I started dog breath photography, I tried to start a dog bed company Mm -hmm. like to make dog beds and I was sewing at that time. I I was making like dog beds and like stuffing them with the like the polyfill and I had a little Etsy shop for like, I don't know, six months before I like was like, wait, I could be a dog photographer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anyway, that's a fun little fact about me that was in like 2000. 10, 2009, 2010. So maybe you can sew me something for my birthday. Oh my God. I I look forward to a handmade sweater. Ooh, yeah. Tank top? Yeah. Like a knitted tank top? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A knitted tank <laughs> like top. Like a crocheted tank. That like, works. Like, you know, the, the blanket that they have on the back of the couch in Roseanne? Yeah. But that, but a tank top. Perfect. Okay. When we come back, we will be talking about dogs and photographing them on yeah. this on this week's Adventures in Dog Photography. Hey, Kaylee, who would you say are the biggest names in dog photography? Oh, I mean, off the top of my head, probably Sophie Gamond, Alicia Zimiswowska, Seth Castile, Craig Turner Bullock, Taryn Bayer, Carly Davidson, Alex Kearns, Elka Volkelsang, Charlotte Reeves, Nicole Begley, Andrew Knapp, and Ewan Shane. Honestly, I'd throw you, Kaylee Greer, in that mix, too. Aw, thanks. And I suppose I'd throw you, Sam Haddix, in there, too. You know, by default. Why do you ask? Uh, well, I was thinking, wouldn't it be incredible if we can get every single one of those amazing photographers, and me, all together in one incredible location for a once-in-a-lifetime event? What a very specific and pointed question. <laughs> it just so happens that the exact hypothetical event you've described is very real, and it's called Shutterhound. Shutterhound? Wow. Love it. 
And when exactly is this shutterhound you speak of? Why did you pronounce shutter so specifically, number one? And number two, it's September 5th, 6th, and 7th, 2023 at the Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, baby! Sounds amazing. The only thing that would make it even better would be a special speaking engagement with the most famous dog photographer of all time, William Wegman. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not mention that William Wegman is our special guest speaker? All right, I'm sold. Where do I sign up? Well, you should probably know this since we're the ones hosting this conference, but head to www.shutterhoundconference.com to sign up. Shutterhoundconference.com. Got it. And put on your party pants, because we're Shutterhound bound. Shutterhound, September 5th, 6th, and 7th, 2023 at the Mirage Las Vegas, Nevada. Head to shutterhoundconference.com to learn more. Party pants not included. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome back oh to this week's God. episode. I finally just made the connection of why you're doing a main accent all this time. You I thought just... that came out of nowhere, but it makes perfect sense to me now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the reason is... That's a drum roll. <laughs> is it? I think so. Would you do one? That's How does like it sound a, that's like? like a turkey for like right before its life ends. Oh, okay. So do a drum roll then instead. <laughs> No, you can't roll your R's and it's hysterical. No, I can't. I can't at all. Just tell. Today's photo was taken in Maine. Oh, it all makes sense now. In the lovely state of Maine. What's Maine's like catchphrase? Uh, ah, yeah. We're we're pretty far up north here. (laughs) In that accent, (laughs) or it's it's can't get there from here. Perfect. Yep. That's that's it. So real quick, before we get into it, let's describe the photo. We'll take a look at it. And um, you can find this photo, by the way, if you head to Instagram and you check out our account at Adventures in Dog Photography. You can uh, watch along as Kaylee describes this photo in a very articulate, eloquent, and succinct manner. Well, I'm trying to look up what Maine's motto is. You know how every state's like the Granite State. Like yeah. New Hampshire's the Granite State. Massachusetts is the Bay State. Florida is the Sunshine State. Let me give you one. What's North Dakota? Uh, the the higher than South Dakota State. <laughs> That's it. It's higher but up. But I'm looking for Maine's and I actually can't. What is what is Maine's motto? It, it says that it's a Latin word, but I disagree. I feel like Maine has one too. There, There's somebody in Maine right now screaming like, it's the lobster state. Oh, may, may, nope. maybe not their motto. Maine's nickname? Nickname. Hold on. Yeah. It could be the lobster state, but I Remember, doubt it. All right. The so, pine tree state, apparently. Fake. I know. That seems fake to me, fake too. News. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of like embarrassed for them if that's what it is. Yeah. Then There's, again, granite isn't that much better. Like, it's a rock. We love rocks. Back to describing the photo. Okay. The photo is a golden retriever jumping off of a rock which is on the edge of a big beautiful lake at sunset and he is midair in this shot he is kind of flying through the frame uh jumping off the rocks which are on the right and into the kind of negative space in the air on the left uh, just about to splash into the water uh he's all wet and he's so oh thank you sam finally just showed me the picture <laughs> i was doing it from memory i figured but... you just pull it up <laughs> no this is good though i i did pretty good yeah he's jumping off a rock like in about to, and he's about to splash into a bot a big huge body of water with mountains far off in the background and I'm really, really low, so I'm at, like, lake level. If you recall, Sam, my my camera was, like, absolutely lined. Like, the bottom of it was touching the water. I remember. And you were very upset with me. 
because we had no housing, no waterproof housing on it. Um, yes, and that's it. And the sun is so, so, so low that it's basically just above the mountains way off in the background, like a millimeter above the mountains. So we, we shot these like right before we lost the sunset light. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Did I do a good job? Oh, let me see. Yeah, pretty oh, decent. Oh, I can't believe it. You gave me there, a positive review. Never lot, do you do that. There's a lot of fun texture on the uh, on the photo uh, with the with the fur, the wet fur, the little splashy bits kind of coming off of um, the Carter. The Carter. Name. His name is Carter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is lit. So there's you know there's a little bit of motion blur on him as well. And so you get that sense of action, which is great. And uh, yeah, he's really in a superhero pose. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, okay, so so that concludes the describing the photo portion. Beautiful. So we'll get into the techniques and the specs and all that in a minute. But um, the backstory of this photo is, like, really special. Uh, this dog, Carter, his parents, Amber and Jeff, booked me for a photo shoot with Carter, like, when I was, like, brand new. Like, when I very first started, it must have been within the first six months, probably, of me, like, being a dog photographer. That's probably right. Yeah. Yep. And they lived at the time in the city, um, not quite in Boston directly, but in Charleston, which is, like, a, a little, I don't know, what do you call it? A little Right suburb? by Bunker Hill, kid. Bunker Hill Community College, dude. Yeah. Uh, the college it? or the actual monument? The, Both. Do the, the, the freaking monument, kid. I think that like a lot of the like Matt Damon Ben Affleck movies like happen in Charlestown. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. The um, oh, the goodness. town. I the think the town. The yes, town is about Charlestown. Yeah, and there's there's a chase scene that happens in there, and I and I think that that did the town come out about the same time that we were doing this shoot, and I seem to recall like you know looking around the alleyways and be like oh. Oh, they shot they shot right here that was so- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you and your your famous like hard boston accent well, that's it's a, lot- a baby wheel dude <laughs> there's a lot of people in boston that talk just like this kid <laughs> honestly it's so true it's yep. horrible it's absolutely horrible it's probably the worst i'm gonna make the comment that boston up there with new york is maybe the worst accent in all of the united states of america I mean, as a Boston native, I can't do anything but agree. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Seriously, it's like, you're going to the market basket. You're going to pick up some, oh, you want some chicken tenders for dinner? We're going to do dinner tonight. Oh, we could go to the Abbey's. You want to go to the Abbey's or the market basket? Do you know what they're getting for eggs right now at the market basket? I mean, have you seen the price of mayo? Anybody who thinks we're joking... Just come to Boston. I know. More specifically, like some of the 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 suburbs of Boston for, for those special accents for the real hard ones just north of Boston, specifically around this this town, Charleston. Mocky mock, and, dude. And to be fair, Amber and Jeff do not have the accent. Mocky mocks pizza club. <laughs> Mocky Mock's pizza time. Not everyone has the accent, but there is that special person that does, and and they're everything you want them to be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Amber and Jeff they booked us for their puppy basically at the time right their golden retriever puppy named carter and um the shoot i remember you know being so excited because again i was newer so like every booking was like like a diamond i mean they still are all to me of course but i was just so excited um to have you know to to have the days to spend with a golden retriever puppy and be paid for it how cool is that even though it wasn't much money at all at the time (laughs) it was like probably 150 200 bucks something like that 200 dollars i think at the time in 2010 yeah um so we did the shoot um 
And it was awesome. It went really well. So this, we're referencing back to this because, you know, the photo we're talking about today is not from the shoot that we're talking about right now. This is from a shoot that happened last summer, this past summer, about yep. like, I don't know, seven, eight months ago. Um, something like that. Right. But, but I'm, I'm prefacing with the story because, you know, these people were so lovely. When we met them, they were like just out of college or maybe even still in college, like finishing it up. I think, I think newly out of college, a lot, a lot of our clients are young professionals. Yes. Who at the time have, you know, dog children and don't yet have children, children. Yeah. So they had, they had just, you know, Carter just had come into their lives and they were so excited. So we did this shoot and we did, we went to the Bunker Hill Monument, if you mm-hmm. recall, and we I did do. some cool stuff there. And then we were, um, we went down by that, the, is it the Zakem? Is that the Zakem Bridge down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's a park that like goes underneath this like really iconic bridge in Boston. So we did some stuff down there and we kind of went all over the place. And at the time, my style wasn't really developed yet, but I still took, you know, I took a lot of like natural light photos with like a 50 millimeter, mm-hmm. but the photos are really beautiful. I mean, they really hold up. My yeah. dad has a canvas of this dog in his house. I know. That's so funny because <laughs> we, because we had the, the canvas hanging in our house for, for, for our forever, apartment yeah, yeah. For forever. And then, yeah, we, when we moved, I think we were looking to rehome some yeah. artwork and your dad was, your dad is so funny because he always remembers the names of the dogs too. He loves too. all the dogs I photograph and he knows all their names. Yep. So he knew Carter's them. name, and and yeah, now he has he has Carter's little so canvas hanging out on his wall. Yeah, um, because we had originally ordered it for because at that time we were so new in the game, we were going to all these events all the time. We had like booths mm-hmm. at all these events with dog breath, and so it was one of our like um, I don't know display pieces, you know. Because I love the shoot so much, and it came out so well. And actually, the photo that we had for our display piece that my dad has now was him taken in front of a red like fi- uh, fire station door yeah and it's just lovely it's really like iconic it's still a really good photo um so i, I love i loved that and the whole shoot just went so well and it was really just lovely it was a great time and I, and I loved amber and jeff and you know and then time went on and they got their photos delivered in fact i recall us even bringing their like prints and their canvases and all that to their house we delivered them like directly to their house do you remember that uh no, I can't remember what happened last week. Yeah, but. I know. You kind of have a bad memory. It's, it's <laughs> slightly concerning. Um, so, yeah. And anyway, and then time went on. And uh, I, I guess I didn't know for sure. But I, I guess Amber and Jeff like, continued to follow me and my career and everything. And recently, I think when we were in Scotland is when I originally got the um, like inquiry. And I got an email and it was from Jeff. And it's like, hey, like... So this was about a year ago at this point. About a year ago. He's like, hey, you you know, I I don't know if you remember me, but you photographed my dog like when you very first started when he was like one or, you know, six months or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, he's 13 now or almost 13. And he was oh, so sad. This is so hard. He's diet. He was diagnosed with cancer. And as far as we know, you know, he you know, we have X amount of time left, according to the vet, you know, and it was like, oh, such a heartbreak like it was so lovely to hear from jeff um you know because everything came like full circle after so many years we're talking 2010 to 2022 you know what i mean so it was a long long time and he's like you know he's doing really good right now he's acting really happy and healthy and i just want to capture this like i want to capture it like you know one more time you know oh it was so hard it was so sad i didn't want to hear that news but it was so lovely to hear from them again and i was so honored that they wanted to book me again um and they said you know in order to do something special 
we really, really want to go up to this like incredibly special place to us, which is in like northern Maine, which from where Sam and I live, it was about five and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty far. But like, this is really special. And these people are special to us. And they've come back to us after all these years. And we should we should do it. We should do a really special shoot and make an exception and just like go crazy far. Let's just do it. You know, so we decided to make it happen. Um. So we went well north of Bangor, Maine. Bangor is like pretty far up there. And this was like north of that, right? It, yeah, it wasn't far from, from Bangor, which I believe is how the locals would pronounce it. Banger. Banger. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say there were about 40. Bangers and mash? About half an hour north of, of Bangor, something like that. Um, and, and, you know, we're in New Hampshire, but we're more or less in Massachusetts. We're that far south. So so it, w- it was quite the hike. But yeah, but in, in general, just, just to your point, like it is one of the most special parts of our job. And it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And when it does, it's, it's, it is, it's really touching to see like, oh my goodness, this is a dog that we worked with you know, in 2010, which is like a millennia ago, like considering like how much we've done since then and how much the business has grown and everything. And just seeing one of those dogs that was a puppy then, and he's had his own whole life and, and been around as, you know, in this case, as Amber and Jeff has, have, um, you know, formed their own family and they have two little girls and, um, to see him, in his like mature age it was, it's a really beautiful it's a really beautiful thing so it was worth it's worth the, the trip up and the extra effort and all that good stuff well my and my instant fear was like oh no like the last time they booked us like we said it was like two hundred dollars you know what i mean and now it's at that time it's more was six thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. or whatever just to get in the door and it was like oh god that is i don't know if they're gonna know that i don't want them to i feel so horrible and you know of course it's like the the imposter syndrome that every like you know artist as a business person faces but we have so much demand and we had so many other commitments that summer it was like oh man this is how much it it takes though but you know the good news is while we've grown and the business has grown so haven't they you know mm-hmm. and jeff and amber both have grown in their careers and in their life so it was like not a problem you know for in terms of the like value increase of the shoot and then because we decided you know it was really special to us like we went up to we did a five and a half hour drive we didn't charge them for it you know what i mean aside from the shoot fee which was um i felt like it was the right thing to do and i felt like it was totally worth it and you know in the end what did it cost us five and a half hours each way 11 hour drive mm. <laughs> plus um you know the hotel because we got a hotel that hotel night hotel and food yeah. and then you know getting someone to watch the dogs and all that stuff but it's it's all minimal compared to like yeah because you know, the, the 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 end all goal is not like let's make as much money as possible it's always like let's make the best photos possible and you know the best photos in this case is let's go to a really extra special spot for them to make photos that are not only great technically but mean a lot to them right well this place was like incredibly special to them carter grew up there when he, when they lived in charlestown they had this this was like a family lake house that they used to go up to every single summer so mm-hmm. you know the, carter kind of grew up there plus he loves the water this dog was like i mean hence this photo we're talking about today just like obsessed with the water as soon as we got there you know he would they were like trying to keep him out of the water because he looked so nice and oh, groomed, the first and thing he, he just, wanted to do was blast right into the water into yeah. the water and he was fishing you know the <laughs> thing that some dogs do where they like really look down into the water and they use their paws to try to like catch things and he was just in his glory you know and you're like oh i can 
completely see why you wanted to do this here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was so once we got up there, um, we drove up the day that we did the shoot, right? So like it's not like we drove up the night before. We drove up the day we did we, the shoot. We drove directly to the to shoot. To the shoot, yes. yeah. And then we got there and they wanted to um go out on the boat which was really cool they were like we're gonna take you to his like favorite spot that he's ever you know his most coveted most favorite spot that he's ever gotten to go to and it's this little island in the middle of this lake that they they had this house on Mm -hmm. and so they got out the pontoon boat so we could all take like a you know like a float like a nice leisurely boat ride out to the you know island um we made some pit stops along the way in the boat they're like oh we could stop here and we could stop there like thinking of all of his favorite places that he always went to his whole life and it was so lovely and um i mean you know you're sitting there on a boat at like sunset and gorgeous summer weather in the middle of maine which is so pristine the water is crystal clear looking at this dog sitting between my feet oh my god josh just sneezed so loud that was a really loud sneeze bubbies <laughs> very exciting it's because they're doing bitey face they're playing bitey face and when they play bitey face he likes to sneeze a lot yeah <laughs> welcome to the sneezy boys club <laughs> that's right. right um so yeah so they took us out to at first i think what they did was took us to their mom's house which she had a house on the same lake and so they took us across the lake to the mom's house on the pontoon and when we got over there you know he he did the things he loves to do on that like little beach and he we posed him in some you know like grasses by the water's edge um and then we got out the drone which we actually don't often do on private client shoots at all it's not really common but we're like this is so special we want to really like capture Carter and the world that he you know grew up in and loved so much so we had we sent them out on the pontoon boat and you and i stayed back on the dock of the mom's property mm-hmm. and uh we were just me and you on the dock while we we're flying this drone around while they're out in the and the uh, like the cove that we were in floating around on the pontoon boat just like loving on carter and holding him and we got these shots from the air uh which were so amazing just what an incredible perspective you know it's so different um so that was really novel and we don't often offer that or really don't offer it at all to be fair right because you can't necessarily photograph like your style with the drone because i mean i don't know of a way that you can hook up strobes and all that stuff to a drone i mean nothing's Um, impossible so nothing's impossible but um haven't figured that part out yet but we figured yeah with with the boat and the crystal clean lake and everything like let's get some shots from above let's get him like so so what do we do i think i think i actually uh, we used the cell phone and called jeff so that we could have some communication yeah and you said just like leave it on the seat next to you on speaker and i'll yeah. tell you like which way to drive the boat and like where to sit and how to put carter and yeah and all this so having carter look over the edge of the boat and, and he kind and of was doing that on his own carter was going on you know it was a it was a um it was a pontoon like i said it was just like flat and wide you know what i mean so he would go out on the back of it which was like a little deck on the back overlooking mm-hmm. the water and he loved to be there so it was very graphic like having him out on the back by himself like looking out over the water with like Amber and Jeff sitting, you know, in their seats, like with their arms around each other. It was beautiful. So that was that was kind of neat. That was just a little bit of an aside from the main photo we're talking about. Because then eventually when we finished that up, we got back in the boat altogether. No, no. We had to transfer boats at that point because we were going to the island and the island couldn't accommodate the big boat. Do you remember that? Yeah. So we had to like transfer into like a tiny boat at the mom's house and then take all of our gear in this like much more precarious little boat. Mm -hmm. And we took that out to the island. Um, And then once we got to the little island, there wasn't really any real place to park it. So we had to kind of like anchor it. And then we jumped into the water to walk onto the island. Yeah. So as far as little island goes, it, it, it is very small, like basically a glorified rock. 
You know what I mean? It's it's not like oh yeah. I mean, it was I was big enough for there to be like four distinct like sides to it and different looks in the photos and stuff. There was a it was a rock. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like but I think walking from one side of the island to the other would it. yeah would take probably forty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But there were trees and there was like little flowers and grasses and mm-hmm. then rocks and then water. So it was actually it was a cool spot. It was very cool. It was, it was a really cool spot because I think what a lot when a lot of people suggest locations to you. It's usually like, okay, well, that's great that you have a spot that you like, but I know it's not going to work for, you know, for photography, for dog photography, and specifically for your style of dog photography. But when they suggested this spot, you know, we were like, oh, this could actually work. And then when we got there, we're like, oh, yeah, no, this is a great location for photos in general, but also your style because you've got a big, beautiful, wide open sky and views of the sunset and all that good stuff. What I was going to say earlier about being on the pontoon boat and like taking it out and uh, riding, riding close to the sunset with this dog between my feet. I think I didn't get to the point of like in my back of my head, I'm sitting there thinking like, this is my job. Like, this is my job. It's the best job in the world. Like I'm getting paid for this moment of magic of this riding around in this most unbelievable location, like with this amazing dog. Right. And it's your 2000th dog photo shoot. Right. Right. And I still can't get over it that it gets to be my job. Like how flipping magical, how special to share in these moments in people's lives. It's, it's just like mind blowing that I get to do this for a living. And what was really um, special about that shoot, too, is that, um, you know, Jeff and Amber, you know, they have two kids and, and we did like one or two shots. Three kids, babe. Oh, three kids. Oh, no, you're right. That. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I keep thinking of the two girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they have three kids. Um, and then and then Carter and, th- and we did like a quick family shot of them at the very beginning. But then they made it a special point to be like, no, nah, let's just go out just the four of us and Carter for for the shoot. Because oftentimes what happens is people have kids and their priorities change and the dog gets kind of like pushed to the back of the line but it was very clear that even after all this time and having in you know after seeing their family expand to three children um that they still absolutely loved you know carter as their as their firstborn and and you know wanted to take some time with just him for the shoot i thought that was really cool yeah and no, i really appreciated that too because that wouldn't have been ideal with like toddlers running around on this yeah, little yeah. island <laughs> and fall off into the water with like jagged rocks everywhere i don't know if um, we have the insurance for that the <laughs> yeah i mean and, and not to mention like not for nothing uh, you dog photographers might know and be able to agree that having like children on location on a shoot with you for for what is supposed to be focused on the dog is very hard it can be very hard the energy is tough it's just tough to deal with with don't get me wrong you know i love like the joy and like the whimsy of little kids it can be likened to the joy and whimsy of a dog but it's hard to manage all of that so yeah it's hard to tell a toddler like hey why don't you like be be quiet for the next two hours straight and just sit there yeah (laughs) don't move (laughs) yeah that's Um, not a thing yeah so so getting to the kind of the moment of this photo i knew for sure that i wanted to get you know like straightforward portraits definitely very like dog breathy like wide angle portraits of carter just like sitting but uh, and i did i nailed those like right away but the thing about carter is like he's not that type of dog that's just perfect and pristine sitting posed you know he's an action dog like he's so full of it you know and that was the idea for them was that they wanted to capture him doing the things he absolutely loved like what his spirit was all about you know so I wanted to make sure that we I said like what does he love to do you know let's like capture the things he really does when he comes here to his favorite little island in the middle of this lake in northern Maine we're so freaking far north that we're in the border of Canada basically um and uh 
you know, they were like, oh my God, they were so excited to show me all the things he loves and spend time with him doing the things he loves on that island in front of my camera. And they, Jeff was like, this is his favorite thing ever. Like when I take, you know, his, his favorite ball and I toss it off of this rock right here specifically, he loves to fly off the rock and jump in and he'll jump in at like any angle and he'll do it all day long. And I was like, oh, that's incredible. And how great for me that this rock that he loves just so happens to be in the right place for the sunset and the, the light and the way that I want to capture the light and everything so I was all about it I was so pumped to start to photograph him you know doing action stuff which is again his favorite thing his pose stuff was so cute but then as soon as he got he was allowed to do like that ball catching and the Mm -hmm. jumping in like you could just see in a crazy change in his person personality his 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 character of the moment his spirit was light lit up you know yeah and it's so hard for me because you know we have we have our two dogs joshua and juni and you know when i see carter like jump off this rock into deep water and then turn around and swim back i get like all crazy you are extremely a helicopter parent well because because with our own two dogs which is the only experience that i have if junie did that she would just sink and that's the last we would see of junie because she has three legs and then if joshua did that he would also just sink well josh loves to swim but you just you get you get real crazy no because what happens with joshua is he gets in he puts his head under water gets in his ears he shakes his head more water gets in his ears and then he shakes until his whole body flips upside down and he sinks to the bottom that's fine he's never like more than three feet off the shore so we can just rescue him from his upside downness so when i see when i see a dog like like Carter jump into the water and I know that this is the thing that he does all the time and I shouldn't be worried and obviously Jeff and Amber aren't worried I'm still just like ah um, but yeah you're a little bit a little bit of a buzzkill at our shoot sometimes with like your safety procedures you're like well we can't do this and keep them on leash please and yeah. like you're like the fun police sometimes. and can you can you just quickly <laughs> recap all the dogs that have been hurt on our shoots for me well, luckily none, even right. including, including that seventeen-year-old just... dog that jumped off the. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that she was seventeen and she jumped off of this thing that was probably I don't know seven feet tall. No, it was not that. Yes, tall. it was the thing. <laughs> at, the thing at that castle. All that right, we did? we're getting way off. We're getting way off topic. Okay, the, the, we can talk about her next the, time. The point is that no dogs have ever gotten hurt at our shoot, and I am a stickler for safety. Yes, but it, it's it is also just funny to me to see. A, a dog like Carter, like a capable dog, just jump into deep water, grab a ball, swim around, hop back up, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it, it again. So it's his times. favorite thing. Well, that's like this is a great tip about dog photography. If you can, if you find a dog with like a repeatable behavior, this is an incredible way to like hone your skills and then to also hopefully nail the shot eventually because you can keep asking them to do the same thing over and over and you kind of have like an expectation of their general trajectory of where they're going to jump and like where their eyes are going to be and what to focus on because you kind of like okay the last five times he jumped he kind of did this arc and I know where he's going to go um, and he was like clockwork I mean it was like like proper like math <laughs> every mm-hmm. time he went it was about the same you know so um, it was really cool and then once you know he jumped multiple times he was all wet and that added so much character to, to the shot I think because yeah. having him be all wet is a so incredible for like texture and sharpness and then b obviously it's a beautiful sense of story you know it's like oh he's having the best day of his life he's been swimming all day the sun's going down he's been probably been swimming since the sun was up you know mm-hmm. and so it's the end of a long like magical adventure day so that i love that part that he's he's all wet um you know as far as the actual image goes i knew that i wanted to get this really dynamic like colorful shot of him jumping and I wanted it midair before he hit the water of course right like so it's like kind of the peak moment of action um 
But instead of shooting at natural light, I wanted to add lighting because I really wanted to darken, darken, darken down the sky. So the, the, the sky could be like very vibrant and very rich. Um, and then when I did that, of course, the exposure would be too dark on Carter himself. So we had to add light back into the frame or, in, you know, onto the subject. So we were lighting Carter. So I'm standing in. Oh, God, I was up to pro close to my neck and you were freaking out about that. You were like, Kaylee, get back here because you didn't like how deep I was. Um, I was close to my neck in the water. You were probably just up to your waist, but you were holding the lighting and the electricity. <laughs> and I was, you know, I just had the camera. You look slightly distracted. Hold on. Sam is uh, leaning over to I'm, do something. I'm, I'm just pulling up the metadata, but I'm listening to every word oh, you okay. say. I thought you were like reading a text or an email or something. Oh, you look so distracted. Uh, that's okay. So, um, yeah, so we ended up uh, using lighting to really, you know, put some kind of like texture and dimension into Carter and to make the scene kind of pop a little bit more. Now, obviously, with lighting, you're really limited on your shutter speed unless you're using high speed sync, which, by the way, I have never used before. I know a lot of people look at my work. I think I've said this before and they like try to like break it down. And I see it in a lot of forums and stuff. People going like, oh, Kaylee Greer definitely uses high speed sync. And I've never used it before in my life. That's the truth. Right. I would love to learn it and play more with it. But I just uh, honestly, up until this point, I, I just haven't really. On, on a logistic uh, note, it, it absolutely rocks the battery for Well, yeah, for but we do, we do have, what, three or four pro photo batteries now? True, but you you shoot at very high power for very long periods of time. And if we blast through three batteries in the first half hour because we're shooting high-speed sync and you have a three hours left on the shoot, we're going to well, be in Let's just trouble. buy two or three more batteries. Oh, oh, yeah. They're really cheap. How much are they? They're like 400 bucks a piece. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, do, do you want this metadata real quick? Yeah, so let me get to that. So uh, as far as lens goes, I've, I'm 99% sure I was using my 11 to 24. That's my favorite wide angle lens. It's usually the one I'm using. But now that I know I was using that, then I can guarantee you I did not have an underwater housing or like water protection on the camera. I wasn't sure because later in the shoot, we did go half underwater like properly with a housing. But my 11 to 24 is way too big to fit in that housing. So, right. So, um, yeah. So this was, there was no protection on the camera. So you were kind of freaking out. And the thing is, every time Carter would fall in, in order for me to get the good angle, I'd have to be basically underneath him. Mm -hmm. And every time he would land in the water, he'd make a massive splash naturally. And I was right there with this like unhoused camera. Um, so it was a lot of wetness, a lot of water, a lot of like precarious Sam being upset with Kaylee, which is, uh, do you, honestly, guys, most of our photo shoots, Sam is being upset with me 80% of the time because I'm doing things that he considers unsafe just mildly upset yeah <laughs> yeah all the time i think i told you before that i designed sam's me you know on like the wii u or like whatever the wii um like nintendo system you can design like your character or your little like avatar and sam's i designed has like a mad face he has like a straight line for a mouth <laughs> And that is so accurate. That is the most accurate I could have ever think of uh, for Sam Haddix in terms of if I had to draw you, you would have a straight mouth. Um, even right now, he's making a straight mouth face at me. You're the one that said he wanted to keep this to an hour. Okay. And I'm good. Look, yeah. I have 22 more minutes. Oh, good. I'm sure we'll use 23 of them. So calm down. <laughs> Take it easy over there. Okay. So I'm, I'm describing stuff that's cool oh, and that yeah. matters. So just chill. 
this is what we're here for adventures in dog photography right so i'm underneath carter so every time he comes down and splashes i have to figure out some gymnastics like acrobat move to kind of get myself enough out of the way that i don't totally go underwater or get like tidal waved so that was kind of an interesting bit of the logistic we had a towel that was on shore that like Jeff would toss to me or you would toss to me or something between pretty much every shot so I could like quickly dry off the body and the lens because the the thing about the lens getting wet is that you can't really shoot through all the you know like the the speckly water bits all over the uh, the water droplets all over the like end of the lens elements so. yeah if there's water spots throughout the image like generally kind of not a big deal it kind of adds like a three dimensionality to it but if the water spot is right over carter's face which you know always happens that's murphy's law it's always right over the face and you're like damn this would have been an award-winning without this um so yeah so anyway so that was kind of the gist of the behind the scenes is we were having jeff stand on the rock with carter and then he would throw the ball outward you know just straight ahead basically straight ahead of carter and then i was kind of as you can see from the photo uh, on a sidey sort of angle kind of sidey fronty though because if i was too far on the side (laughs) quarter angle three quarter there you go sidey fronty (laughs) sidey fronty is good sidey fronty equals three quarter angle yeah because if i was too far on the side i was getting like this beautiful like body movement but you couldn't see his face at all like you might be able to see one eye you might not even be able to see any it just you weren't making a connection with him like as Mm -hmm. a character at all it was just like this the silhouette basically of a dog from the side essentially so i had to kind of get a little bit in front of him but not so in front that it was like just a dog head with no body coming my way either Um, and then also if i was directly in front he'd be jumping onto me which you know is obviously not going to work and also most dogs won't actually jump if you're like in their way right you know what i mean well junie well she has no break she has no like real sense of like physics like most dogs do but yeah so uh, you know i would impede kind of the like intensity of his jump if i was like too much in his way and then the other thing was underwater it was all these like really kind of like treacherous different shaped slippery rocks so as i was like trying to move with carter when he would jump i'd be like slipping and (laughs) sliding and you know everything and everyone's like oh my god like are you okay you look like you're gonna go under but i mean i was good first of all i'm a fish i love swimming and i'm super comfortable in the water incredibly so and um you know carter and that shoot and jeff and amber were so important to me that i wasn't do anything it took to nail the shot because this was him this was him in his glory this is what they wanted they wanted to memorialize like his legacy and this was it you know for me this was the hero shot of the day um so Let's see. Uh, that is the generally where I was. And then Jeff would throw the ball from the land or from the rock, really. And he would kind of be able to like pick which angle to throw it at. The only thing was there was one area which was actually probably the very best angle I could have gotten, which he couldn't throw the ball towards because it was the only area that had these like underwater rocks that were like a little big mm-hmm. and there was a risk of Carter, like Carter slamming into them, you know? So we had to like have him throw it a little further out than I would have liked. Um, but of course, safety is is really important, even though it sounds like I'm like crazy risky and I, I can be for certain shots. Obviously, I'm not going to have a dog slamming into rocks underwater. So yeah, we had you're, to- you're more willing to risk your own safety you know way before a oh, dogs well and then my yeah. safety no problem yes. yeah 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 but not a dog's yes exactly <laughs> so okay so now tell me about the settings oh the settings yeah Psh, just just wait until you hear these settings <laughs> well, they're the you same ready? as every other photo i take <laughs> let's see well, let me let me guess 11 to 24 mil at 11 or maybe 12 13 13 millimeters i'm really wow (laughs) going nuts and then i'm gonna guess because this was getting really dark because you can see where the sun is yeah i'm gonna guess this was like f 6.3 or like 5.6 
F9. Oh, all right. See, but that is like that is like so middly for me. Normally, I'd be at like 22, mm-hmm. like 18 or 22, or on the opposite end, like 2.8. Right. So yeah, me being in the middle at like nine, that's not my favorite place to be, but I, it had to. It had to happen because of the light. And it then worked. I'm going to guess that we're one two hundredth of a second. One two hundredth of a second. Because I didn't get there before I was talking about high speed sync. But when you're shooting with lighting, you are limited to the camera's sync speed, which has to do with the the shutter curtain, and right? And how long that takes. Don't ask me about math. Really? You know all these technical things. You know all the behind the scenes. Yeah, but I don't know what makes it like different from camera to camera because you were were shooting this with your 1DX Mark III, which has a 1 200th of a second sync speed. And now your R3 has a 1 180th of a second sync speed. You know, and then also your Fuji has a 1 1 25th. It sure does. Are these numbers doing it for for everyone? Listen, if they're photographers, then they know what the hell we're talking about. So, yes. And then my ISO, I'm going to guess, was not at 100. It was at 100. It was? Yeah. Oh, man. I failed. What about the the Furnum Schneewitz? The Furnum Schneewitz was at 7.3. Yeah. And the the Spickledong was at 14 and a half. See, I think mine sounds like it could be a real thing. And (laughs) you went full full out (laughs) Spickledong. I did. Kind of reminds me of a certain sort of pickle. Yeah. Like the Spickledongs for on sale today. Coming straight to you from Germany, from Spickledong, Germany. And they're authentic and they are real and they are sour. <laughs> Kaylee, is there anything, any closing closing words you'd like to say about this shoot? Oh my gosh. Well, it was incredibly special. Um, and not only did we get to do these awesome action shots, but we got to go do those drone shots. We got to do shots of him on the boat, like, you know, nice close up, beautiful shots of him, like with 50 mil, beautiful light on the boat. And we got to do half underwater shots too. So we brought, you know, the underwater housing and we did, you know, him like actually swimming and playing with his toys, like in the water and the water was super crystal clear. So that was, that was awesome. I was like, Jeff, can you bring me out here on your boat for all my dog photo shoots? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can I pay you to courier me around? Uh, because this is it was such a great location for that underwater stuff um but it, you know pretty hard to get to uh as far as the shoot goes though i mean the privilege of capturing a dog at the beginning of his life and then at the end of his life is i mean i'm gonna cry <laughs> i have no words to describe how special that is yeah it, it, it is really special because we we're not you know we're not in a um occupation that deals with a lot of like negative stuff it's not like a vet who sees the puppy at the beginning and then has to like be there for the hard stuff at the end we photograph dogs and we capture the beautiful moments which is really great but it is truly special to capture those beautiful moments right at the beginning right in puppydom and then right you know when when he's a distinguished senior to be there for all the special moments is is a really really it's it's one of the best parts of our job for sure and this shoot was at the end of july last year and now you know we're recording this in but very early april mm-hmm. of the following year 2023 and carter passed away so i just want to send a little love to him in the sky i'm, right. I'm how, sorry how do i transition out of this <laughs> I'm sorry i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry i'm losing it Whoa, yeah. i'm losing it what a special dog he was and i just it's so hard to know that they're going to go, you know, and like being there to photograph them in those moments. Like you try so hard to just keep your head in the game, like just do the job the best you can possibly do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I do pretty well with that when I'm sh- working. But then like after you get home and you're like, whoa, like the weight of the emotion of it really hits you. And then, you know, when the dog eventually does go, 
you know, you think, oh God, against all odds, like I want this dog to survive it. I just, you know, like you think a miracle could happen. And then when they do eventually go, you like realize, wow, I didn't mean for this to get so heavy. Jeez. Uh, that like what you do is so insanely important. Like, you know, you worry about like AI and stuff like that. And it's, you know, true, of course, like as photographers, we're all like, oh God, like here comes AI to like type a prompt in and your dog can be anywhere in the world. You don't have to hire a dog photographer. But I think like in the end, like moments like this and like human connection. And when it comes to like these images of someone's dog doing the thing that they love more than anything else in the world and the place that they love more than anything else in the world with the people that they love more than anything else in the world. It is, it can't be replicated, you know, by computers. It's something that is so authentic to what we do and it's so meaningful and I don't think it's ever going to go away. And I just feel really, really grateful to get to do that and to get to do that for people that, you know, I care about and people that have we've built relationships with over the course of this career, which is so special to me. So uh, Carter, I love you, buddy. I had such an amazing shoot with this dog twice. And uh, I feel like what a, what a privilege it was to get to know him, to share space with him on this earth. Uh, how lucky are we to have dogs? Wow. Um, I don't know how we did get so lucky, but I'm very grateful. Um, I don't know how to stop crying, so <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Give me We're just gonna, a minute. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. We're gonna take a break and we'll come back uh, with a with a uh, composed Kaylee Greer. <laughs> You're doing soon a nice job Sam. on Adventures in Dog Photography. <laughs> All right, welcome back. We are back. We're composed, and we're here. Are we composed? I mean, well, I'm. I'm composed. <laughs> You're always composed. Uh, and we're we're here to talk about um, one of my favorite things in the world, and uh, another thing that Maine is very well known for, and that, of course, is Stephen King. Oh, it's funny you kind of like segued into that in a weird way because what I was gonna say was what like part of this whole adventure right it's all about the adventures in dog photography the adventure of going up five and a half hours north and then staying we stayed in this nice hotel up there and we got like this beautiful dinner after the shoot right and then the next day before we left we're like we're doing all kinds of stephen king stuff because we're in banger and that's like where he lived for ever and ever right i don't mm -hmm. know if he really lives there anymore not but, anymore um but you know that's like his hometown right Yep. Is he from there originally? Like he was born there? Uh, I don't know if he was born there, but he did live most of his life there. But, you know, if you know anything about Sam and I, and by now you might, uh, we're like huge horror fans. And so going all the way up there to do Carter's shoot, it was in, like I said, in July. So it was like beautiful summer weather. We're like, so let's like take a little bit of time to explore banger it's not like we're here every day you know so we uh we got to you know like walk around a little town and see all these places that i've seen in the movies you know what i mean and, and stephen king adaptations like all those movies so many of them take place in that area or filmed in that area and so or are are based around that area um like the fictional town um that it takes place in is based on downtown banger and, yeah. and when you go there you look around and you go oh yeah this is exactly everything he's describing about the fictional dairy main is just what i'm looking at right now which was so cool yeah no it was incredible and then you know we knew that his his house was there like his he still owns the building i don't know that he lives in it 
no, anymore, it's, like it's you said. A, but it's now a full time artist retreat, I believe. I think it's a writer's retreat. A writer's right? retreat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a writer's retreat now. But but the house is so amazing. So we decided to go there the next day before like taking the five and a half hour trek home. We actually did a lot of things on that day before we got home, which too much to Sam's chagrin. We stopped also at the outlets, remember on the way home oh, and I almost forgot about the yeah. outlets. We don't have to talk about the outlets. No, Back to I know, but that was well, that was fun too. Uh Freeport, right? Um, but yeah, so we decided to do like Stephen King stuff. So we went first and saw the huge lumberjack, which is from, is that from it? Well, Paul, yeah, Paul Bunyan. Paul, so, the, the Paul Bunyan statue. Yeah. So he did write it into it, but it is based on that statue that's in Banger. It's a giant, giant Paul Bunyan with like a flannel and like an axe. Yeah. Uh, and isn't it in front of the courthouse or something? Like I some... Be- I believe so. It was literally directly across the street from the hotel we stayed in. Yeah, I know. So it was perfect. So we started off our day with like visiting the giant ass lumberjack, which comes alive in it and kills everyone, right? Uh, yeah. And it does that in real life too, every Tuesday. Oh, perfect. So yeah. we weren't there on a Tuesday, I yeah. guess, because we survived. Um, so it's funny though, because there was tons of people there as well, like taking pictures with, of with him and stuff. It was very cool so then we went to stephen king's house mm-hmm. um which you can just basically it's on this gorgeous like just like street like suburban i don't know what it's it's a suburban a, neighborhood like it's a just, neighborhood it's a pretty regular neighborhood it's not like full of mansions like the houses they're big houses they're, they're victorian though. houses they're beautiful it's like this this neighborhood that feels like something straight out of like a like a storybook like you know if you were a little kid you ride your bike up and down the streets with these big old oak trees like you know like uh just really quintessential like childhood is what it reminded me of this this neighborhood but um his house is so cool because i mean it stands out massively among the rest of the houses in the neighborhood because he's got these gates in front of it that are like these awesome like gothic creepy gates with like there's bats and spiders there's bats and spiders and, and, yeah spiders but it's, it's and like, a black iron gate it's beautiful it, well, yeah with those like gothic horror gates right and then the house itself is amazing i mean it's stunning it's like would you say it's victorian yep yeah it's, it's a victorian style and it's, house it's like kind of red like it's sort of like a mm-hmm. reddy color and then in front of it they also have this huge 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 tree that like became not a tree anymore it must have gotten damaged in like a storm or yep. something so his wife tabitha right mm-hmm. his wife had it commissioned by like a local wood artist to have all like the creatures and stuff from stephen king's stories carved into it and so it's uh i don't know they're not they're not the creature they're they're just different animals I, aren't it, they like kind of horror animals? Yeah, yeah, there's like a wolf and like you know some kind of it's scary like stuff. Snakes, but, it, but it's not specifically from, from his, his stories. Okay, but it is gorgeous. Kind it's of incredible. Like horror, little horror animal creatures, and they're like all into like in the trees. Yeah, it's like bats, and it's you know, so cool. Yeah. It's just really amazing. And then, um, you know, they're we went to the downtown bit after that which was incredibly reminiscent of like you know all the scenes from it and everything mm-hmm. and like we said like what Derry, maine which is a fictional town uh in the movie or the story it is based on banger downtown yeah so i felt like i was in the book walking around there like in the summer and we went into this like bagel shop remember that was like 200 degrees and got bagels yes we had, we had a nice <laughs> diner a, a proper banger diner experience <laughs> yeah. um it was yeah it was a great trip um, so Kaylee, before we before we wrap up this episode, what I want from you is I want to hear your top three Stephen King stories. Now these can be either uh, books you've read or movies, but I want to hear your favorite, the best of the best Stephen King from your end, and I will give you mine Oof. as well. Well, I mean, I know you're like a massive Stephen King fan, so you will put me to shame on this one. I've read all but maybe two or three of his books. 
Yeah, and you like read the the, the biggest one that is ever written when you were I, what like seven? Oh, I yeah, I, <laughs> no, I read I read it and the stand when I was uh, twelve and thirteen respectively. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. You were such a crazy like avid reader when you were younger, and I feel like you don't read almost at all anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I go through phases. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's because your eyes are just getting shit or something. But... Oh no, I'm fine. For reading's fine. It's it's far away that okay. I can't do. All but right, yes, but let's hear what what okay. is your number three? Um, I think number three is probably Carrie. I don't want to be unoriginal or anything because I realize a lot of people love Carrie, but I, I think Carrie is pretty excellent. I All right. Now, it. which version Carrie are we talking about? We're we talking about the Sissy, Sissy Spacek? Spacek yeah. Okay. So not the Chloe Grace Moretz. I don't think that one was bad. I like Chloe Grace Moretz a lot. There was um, also a made for TV one as well. There's three versions of Carrie but I'm the going movie. Sissy Spacek. That one was creepy. She's creepy, you know? Yes. And uh, the, it's not a spoiler because it has nothing to do with the plot, but it is also famous for the quote-unquote carry ending which is just like the random scare that happens at the end that has nothing to do with anything except for to leave the audience like scared like unsettled yeah yeah and that's where that hand pops out of the grave i mean the movie's 40 years old at this point so give me a break and Um, isn't carrie famously the book that he like threw in the trash that his wife ended up fishing out of the trash like the manuscript that he like threw away i believe so she fished it out and then like he got the the deal like i'll short story deal on it or something which launched his entire career yeah not a short story but like his first proper like proper book publishing deal and i think the thing that made him the money with that was the fact that they sold the he he sold the paperback rights because i guess there was a lot more money in that back in the day so yeah prior to selling that book he was writing um on a child's desk in between the washer and dryer in their like mobile home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's so wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. It's, it's remarkable. We've seen him speak a couple of times and it's just really, it's always fascinating. It's mm-hmm. really amazing. Um, big fans, I guess you would say. Okay, Sam, what's your number three? Oh, goodness. All right. Number three. So I'm going to go with a new one because I think a lot of people are just like obsessed with Stephen King in the, the 70s, 80s, early I 90s. Am. Yeah. Uh, and then don't understand that he's written 600 books since then um but uh the institute is one of his newer books and i think it's one of the best ones he's written in a long time i would assume like anything else from stephen king it will become a movie at some point it's currently not a movie but yeah if you're looking for a new stephen king book to read one you haven't checked out before you should check out the institute all right cool all right, so my number two then, let's, I'll move through this, uh, is going to be Misery. I mm-hmm. really, really like this story, the movie, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates? Yeah. That's her name, right? Yep. From James Caan. Oh, dude, what an unbelievable, like, incredibly tense, like, thriller sort of movie. Yeah. I absolutely love this story. It's it's really creepy. It just hits all the right notes. It hits all the right creep notes. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, one thing we should do real quick, uh, the very, very quick summation of, of these stories, uh, uh, Carrie, about a, a girl who, as she goes through puberty in high school, uh, develops psychokinetic powers and all the crazy stuff that happens with that the institute more psychokinetic children but being kind of uh, uh rounded up and um uh, brought into like a school slash processing plant in maine and then misery about a writer who is more or less abducted by a crazed fan and forced to write for her as her personal pet um <laughs> that's one of the very few books slash movies that are like it's hard to say which one's better 
Um, yeah, that movie was really the good. The movie's but fantastic. I, I also read the book, and I mean, your imagination goes kind of wild with like, you know, him trying to sneak out of the room while she's not home and getting, oof, oof he's like in the living room trying to get things and she's pulling up and yeah. you can hear her car coming and you're like, it's ah! A, it's a perfect, it's so tense. It's a perfect tense thriller movie. They they don't get any better than that. Yeah. 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 All right, you're number two. Oh my goodness. Oh, my number two. Okay. Oh boy, I gotta go. All right. Yeah. So sorry. I'm I don't going, mean to, sorry. That's that was fine. rude to say when you were trying to do your thing. I just realized the time. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going fast. My number two is The Stand. Okay. Um, the, the uncut edition, of course. Uh, the Stand <laughs> has also been made into two different made-for-TV series. Uh, the newest one uh, got panned terribly by the critics, but I watched it and I, I think it's perfectly watchable um but it's a story that hits really close to home because it is about a plague that wipes out 90 percent of the world and and then what happens as the final remaining percentage of people form into two factions basically one good one evil and what happens when those two come together uh the book is incredible because of how in-depth you get to learn about each one of these characters and it's yeah it's worth a read even though it is close to 1200 pages long Okay, my number one is It. I know, mm. no surprise there. That is probably my favorite horror movie of all time, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the original made for TV is the my favorite horror movie of all time, but the recent series... Uh, three set of three movies, which I mean, I guess I say recent and God for at this point, they're probably the most recent is probably five years old. Right? Uh, t- yeah, twenty nineteen. But my goodness, like both unbelievable, like like sets of of movies and the storytelling is incredible and it's just so flipping creepy. But I'm gonna be on Team Tim Curry for you know Pennywise. Although I will say that you know the most recent Pennywise Scarsgard was also unbelievable in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think the scariest scene in like modern movies that has like actually sent physical chills down my spine was from the most recent it where he's like under the bleachers with this little girl pennywise is like right it's yeah. like an opening scene i think and he's like under the bleachers with this little girl and he's like i don't even remember what happens i think his like spiky teeth come out or something <laughs> it, is, it is really really well done like made me jump out of my seat and have these like horrible like chills down my whole spine so well, really insanely incredible storytelling and i am obsessed with like camaraderie movies where there's like f- childhood friendship yep it's like like stand by me and like movies also like Stephen this. king yeah yep. yeah i know i thought of that after <laughs> and i went well that was a miss and also uh, the shining was a massive miss for right. me because that should have been there's on my list too many too, but, that's the thing yeah. we could we could do our top <laughs> 100 and then and they would be different yeah um so yes and and i will drop the news on you that you probably don't know is that they were making a it prequel tv series Ooh, really yeah called i believe welcome to dairy who like who's making it netflix or amazon or i don't know where it's coming i want to say it's hbo max but i believe it's with bill skarsgård and, oh and wow that whole, yeah. okay that's incredible um, i'm so, so pumped that's gonna be amazing the book is also incredible even though it's got one of the weirdest scenes that stephen king's ever written uh those the read the book <laughs> know exactly what i'm yeah, talking about yeah, we sure. don't have to get into it okay um so my number one uh, this is miles and miles and miles away from any other book or book series for me and that of course is the dark tower um the dark tower is a series of books there are technically eight dark tower books um but it is like a lord of the rings or a harry potter except way crazier way like just it's hard to describe and what i have to do when i recommend it to anyone is to tell them that hey listen the first book is what it is it's fine it's not great um but it's short and he wrote it when he was 19 years old and so 
blast through the first book, and the second you start the second book, you will absolutely be hooked. Um, so I've gotten a number of people into the Dark Tower based on that recommendation, and then the fact that before the Marvel Universe or anything like that, he wrote his own Stephen King universe or multiverse or whatever where all of the character not all a lot of characters from different books interact with one another throughout the dark tower series it's very very cool and if you're looking for something that's about six thousand pages long to read and occupy some of your time i can't recommend it enough kaylee you've got to go to the gym but you got to do one thing before we go and you gotta sing us out and make this one snappy make it about mr stephen king make it about stephen king yep Stephen King, Stephen King, Stephen King, you didn't write the thing, but you did write a whole bunch of other things. Good night. That's really nice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't write the thing, right? He did not. (laughs) John Carpenter's the thing. Kaylee, enjoy your time at the gym. We'll see you next week at Adventures in Dog Photography. Adventures in Dog Photography with Kaylee Greer and Sam Haddix is a Dog Breath production. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Dog Photography and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.